0: week of our sermon series entitled, How You Doing?, and we've been talking about how to have a healthy mind, a healthy spirit, healthy relationships, Uh, and we're going to have this last final week that we're discovering today. So, uh, man, I'm excited about uh, this message. This is the last, like I said, this is the last week, and you can actually go back on our uh, website. I'm sorry, not the website, the Facebook page. You can go to our Facebook page. You can go to Spotify. You can download the app, and you can go back and listen to all the messages uh, from this series and previous series. All the notes are on the uh, app as well, where you can download the app. You can follow along with the notes this morning, go back and look at notes from previous messages and sermon series as well. So I just want to let you guys know about that. Hope you had a great week. And again, thank you again for tuning in with us this morning. But this is the final week. As I mentioned earlier, this is the final week of our sermon series, How You Doing?, And today we're talking about a topic that everybody deals with, no matter what age, no matter what season of life you're in, everybody deals with emotions. So today we're talking about healthy emotions, healthy emotions. And our emotions are a state of mind influenced by our circumstances, our mood, or our relationships with others. And sometimes our feelings and our faith don't align. You know, sometimes you can have feelings, but it doesn't align with your faith. And so what does that mean? That means that you can feel one way, but not align with your faith and what the Word of God says, because you're going based upon your feelings and your emotions. And today, we're going to dive deep into our emotions today and how to have healthy emotions. But let's just open up in a word of prayer. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for this uh, awesome privilege it is to come into your Temple each and every Sunday, Lord God, to worship you. Lord, what an honor it is to sing songs of praise unto you and come together as a body of believers, Lord God, just to celebrate you, just to lift your name on high, and just to commune with you. And I thank you for the word today. Let it fall on good ground, abide any hindrances and distractions and disturbances of the enemy. I pray, Lord God, that you would just open up our hearts today to receive. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Y'all say healthy emotions. No emotions. Man, your emotions will fail you. I don't know if you've realized that. I don't know at what point in life you came to that conclusion, but your emotions will fail you. You can't trust them. You can't trust your emotions because emotions are fleeting. You feel one way one second, and the next second you feel something completely different. And especially in singleness, your emotions really get out of control. I won't say get out of control, but I'll say you feel them more, I feel like, when you were single. And I know you say, oh, well, you're married, you don't know. I've been single longer than I've been married. And I still feel, I know what the the sting of singleness feels like and the sting of loneliness feels like. And it seems like when I was single, my emotions were at some point all over the place. And I was like, man, why can't I get a hold of my emotions? Why, why do I feel all these things? And it was because I was more in tune with my feelings than I was in my faith. Mm-hmm. I, was, I, was, I was giving in more to my emotions and what I felt instead of saying, you know what? I know what I feel, but I faith. This is a, what I want you to catch this morning. Say, I feel, I feel but, I faith. but I faith. I feel, I feel but, I faith. but I faith. What does that mean? It's like I may feel a certain way but my faith is going to help me overcome what I feel. But sometimes what we do is we feel, and it just disrupts our faith. It it, it counteracts our faith. But we have to say, no, I feel, but I faith. I'm going to allow my faith to help me overcome my emotions. And just talking, I know we talked about relationships last week, but when it comes to singleness, you ever find people getting relationships, or even yourself at one point, we're in a relationship and you're like, I know this relationship isn't going anywhere. I know I shouldn't be in this relationship, but you stay in it. And usually people stay in those type of relationships for two reasons. One, they don't want to deal with their emotions. It's easier to stay in it than have to deal with my emotions. The sadness of not having someone to talk to or the, the sadness of, of oh, this show would be nice to go on a and date and, and the, just the companionship. It's like I don't want to deal with that, so it's easier just to stay in even though I not, know it's not going anywhere. And the second one is they reason with their emotions. You begin to reason with your emotions. That's one of the worst things you can do is reason with your emotions. You say, Pastor, what, what does that mean? That means this. God speaks to you. You know God gives you a direction or an instruction or a word or something like that, and you say, this is the word of the Lord. But then your emotions take over. Well, what if I never meet anybody? Well, what, what if this is the, the best I'll get? Well, well, they're not really a bad person. I mean, it could can, it can work itself out. And then the word of God that God spoke, when your emotions take over, you begin to reason with your emotions and go back on what God already spoke to you. I know because I've done that myself. There was a situation where I was in a, a relationship and I knew that the relationship wasn't going anywhere and I was like, you know what, this is it. I just need to cut it off, I need to end this relationship. And I had it in my mind, this is it, I'm going to end the relationship until I got face to face with the girl. And I told her my whole spiel, I was like, this is it. Um, I think we, we've run our course, blase, blase, and then she began to cry. And then she began to say, but I don't understand why. And then my emotions took over, and I went back on what I said. And I stayed in something longer than God intended me for, this, for me to stay in, all because I began to give into my emotions and reason with my emotions. Instead of saying, you know what, I need to stand on faith, and I know what God said. So if this isn't it, obviously God has something else for me. But in that moment, I couldn't see it because I was so caught up in my emotions. And your emotions will play with you where you feel like, oh, I have to stay in this because this could be my only shot. Well, no, it's not. This is a billion something people in the world. So you mean to tell me that's the only person that God can send your way? But that's how I felt, because I was in my emotions. But when you get out of your emotions, you say, you know what, I'm not gonna be controlled by my emotions, I'm gonna be controlled by my faith. Now you step into the healthy emotions. So what does this mean? There the the unreliability of emotions. So under this, this is what I have. Feelings and facts don't always line up. Feelings and facts don't always line up. This means this is that I may feel like I'm not blessed, but if I begin to look at my life, I can say, you know what? The facts are I am blessed. I, mean, I, have, a, I have a job. You can say, man, I have a job. I have a home. I have a car. I have a family that loves me. I have food on the table. You know what? I am blessed. But your feelings may tell you otherwise. So sometimes your feelings and facts don't line up. Sometimes feelings and your future don't always line up. You may feel like, well, this is as good as this gets. I don't think there's a future for me. Well, that's contrary. God has a plan and a purpose for each and every one of us. And as we begin to continue to pursue him, he unveils his plan, and it becomes gr- bigger and bigger and greater and greater. But at the time, you can be in your emotions. You can say, there's no future for me. I just don't see it. Why? Because you're in your feelings. And your feelings and future don't always line up. Sometimes your feelings can shift your focus. Your feelings can shift your focus. Whatever you fix your focus on, your feelings will follow. So if you're a person that always dwells on all the people that abandon you and you start thinking about abandonment, guess what? Your feelings are going to start feeling abandoned. If you're always thinking about all the bad things that happen to you, and then you say, "Well, nobody really loves me," and I just I don't know what to do, and you start getting, into, guess what? Your feelings are going to follow that, and you're going to be stuck in those in that situation where your feelings or your focus, whatever you focus on, your feelings will follow. But if you start to think about, man, God is good, man, the joy of the Lord is my strength, and you fix your thoughts on that, guess what? Your feelings will follow, and you say, "Man, I am full of joy." Man I am this is a great day but if you fix your thoughts on negative things guess what your feelings will follow also symptoms these are symptoms of an un, of unhealthy emotions every decision is based on how i feel if you base every decision on how you feel that is a clear sign that you have unhealthy emotions well i don't feel like it today so i'm not going to do it you you're being driven by your emotions you can't make decisions out of your emotions because, again, you can't trust your emotions. Or you get stuck in a feeling. So one day you wake up and you just feel sadness. And then the next day you wake up, you feel sadness again. And then the day after that, you wake up, you feel sadness again. You get stuck in the emotion. That's how people get caught up in depression because they get stuck in the emotion of sadness and they can't break out of it, and eventually it causes depression. Sometimes it's that my feelings are volatile and erratic. What does this mean? We don't know if you're coming or going. That means one day, in one moment, you're smiling and happy, and then something happens, and the next person, next moment, you're screaming and yelling at everybody, like, whoa, what happened? It's like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. It's like, what's going on? Your emotions are erratic and out of control. You can't control your emotions, so you begin to lash out at people, at the the blink. It's like, whoa, 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 what what happened? It's because your emotions are out of whack, you don't know how to control them. You have to get to the place where you say, you know what, I'm going to take control Over my emotions and not just be erratic and because some, you know, so you know people that you don't know if it's a good day or bad day and you got to give them little test questions to see if it's a good day or not. It's like, let me give them a little test question just to see if this is a good day or bad day. So I know it to stay clear, but we can't be erratic in our emotions. We have to get control of our emotions and not just at just at the blink of an eye just lash out at people for no apparent reason It's because our emotions are unhealthy. And the last thing on the symptoms of unhealthy emotions is my feelings are numb. Sometimes your feelings are so numb you don't feel anything. When there's situations going on around you, oh the, too bad. But well, how do you feel about that? I don't feel anyway. And, but you're you're numb. That's a sign of unhealthy emotions. And a person in the Bible that I felt that has a great control over their emotions was the Apostle Paul. He had great control over his emotions despite all the things, all the obstacles that he faced. And if anybody had a reason to get in their feelings about what they walked through, it was him. He had every license to, and we're going to read about it in a minute, but he had every license to say, you know what? I'm in this dungeon for two years waiting to go on trial. I deserve to feel sad. But that's not what he did. He wrote the epistles while he was locked up. And his faith, he said, yes, I feel, but I faith. And his faith allowed him to overcome his emotions. In 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 8 through 9, this is what Paul says. He says, we think you ought to know, dear brothers and sisters, about the trouble we went through in the province of Asia. We were crushed and overwhelmed beyond our ability to endure. We were crushed and overwhelmed beyond our ability to endure. I don't know about you, but I don't know if you've ever been in a place where you were crushed and overwhelmed beyond your ability to endure that's where he was at now I can imagine what types of emotions he's feeling right now crushed and overwhelmed beyond our ability to endure and though we'd never lived through it in fact we expected to die he expected to die but as a result we stopped relying on ourselves and learned to rely on God who raises the dead So what does that mean? He realized all the things that he was feeling. Man, I know that I'm ready to die. Death can come at me at any moment. I'm pretty sure his emotions are all over the place. But he said, you know what? I chose not to rely on myself, but to trust in God. Meaning that he allowed his faith to to come into effect to the point where he says, I'm going to allow my faith to help me overcome my emotions. Even though I feel all these things, and these things are real situations, I'm about, I feel like I'm about to die at any moment. But guess what? My faith takes over, and I trust and rely on God. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 8. It says, we are pressed on every side by troubles, but we are not crushed. We are perplexed, but not driven to despair. We are hunted down, but never abandoned by God. And for some of us, that's when we, we could walk through things and we could feel like I'm being abandoned by God. We're never abandoned by God. God is always there with us. We are hunted down but never abandoned by God. We get knocked down, but we are not destroyed. Through suffering, our bodies continue to share in the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be seen in our bodies. Yes, we live under constant danger of death, Because we serve Jesus. Now, see, here in America, we don't live under constant danger of death because we serve Jesus. That's a a privilege that we have that we can serve Jesus, we can come together and worship Jesus. But he's saying we live under constant danger of death because we serve Jesus, that the life of Jesus will be evident in our dying bodies. Can you imagine everywhere that you go, this could be an opportunity for you to die? What type of emotions would you feel? Paranoid? Fearful? all these emotions but what did Paul say no i'm not standing for that i feel but i faith yeah. his faith rose up on his sodoms my faith is going to help me overcome my emotions so we live in the face of death but this is the result of eternal life for you man paul was a man he was strong to endure all those things that he did and feel all the emotions that he felt but still say i'm not succumbing to my emotions One little thing goes wrong, and we cave into our emotions. Oh, I don't feel good. The world is coming to an end, and we give into our emotions at the drop of a dime. But Paul says, "No. Although I feel all these things, I feel, but I faith." And I want to give you five things today that we're going to look look at today, and uh, for the rest of the message. The first thing is this: I feel sadness, but I faith joy. I feel sadness but our faith joy when sadness comes in it, it it can lead down this path first you feel sad whatever the situation may be that causes you to feel sad sadness comes in but then sadness can lead to discouragement start off sad now i'm discouraged discouragement leads to depression now i'm depressed everything around i'm just depressed i don't have any motivation to do anything, and then that leads to despair, meaning that there's no hope. When I'm at a place of despair, that means there's no hope, no sense of living. There, it's over with. Like I, there, there's, I, there's no glimmer of hope or nothing. But even though I feel sadness, I faith joy. So when sadness comes in, I have to make a conscious decision that says, "You know what? Even though I feel this, I choose joy. I faith joy." And sometimes you have to speak to yourself and say, "Self, you're gonna be joyful." Yeah. Self. Get out of this sadness, and you have to speak to the sadness Say, I command you to leave, and I faith joy. And it's easy to do it now, but when you're going through something, remember this message. I feel sadness, but I faith joy, because sadness will come. All of us will experience it, but when it comes, just remember this message. I feel sadness, but I faith joy. Romans chapter 5, verse 3, we can rejoice too when we run into trouble, problems and trials, for we know that they help us develop endurance. So trials and, and, and problems help us to develop endurance. Why does it help us to uh, develop endurance? Because we're going to face more trials and problems. <laughs> and the better you build up your endurance, the more that it helps you overcome those things. Yeah. But if you never build up your endurance, guess what? Every little thing will take you out. Sadness, no joy. But also in James chapter 1, verse 2 through 3, it says, Dear brothers and sisters, When troubles of any kind come your way, troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. Now, wait a second. How in the world can troubles of any kind be an opportunity for great joy? Because it's an opportunity for your faith to be activated and to show the devil, I don't care what you throw at me. I'm going to overcome this and I'm going to do it with joy. I know that my God will provide. I know my God will rescue me. I know my God will never abandon me. And even though I feel these things and troubles and problems come my way, guess what? This is an opportunity for great joy because this is an opportunity for my God to deliver me. This is an opportunity for my God to rescue me. This is another opportunity for me to lift his name on high and for all those around me to see that God is a good God, that God is a protector, that God is a healer. That God is a provider. That God is my father. That he's, he has good things in store for me. It's an opportunity for great joy, even though I walk through these problems and trials. But we have to look at it through that perspective. And not just look at the problems and trials and says, why do I have to go through all these things again? No, consider it, consider it an opportunity for great joy. Amen? Amen? The only way to overcome from sadness to joy is by faith. You have to, you know, I feel sadness, but I faith joy. Amen? second thing, I feel like quitting, but I faith faithfulness. I feel like quitting, but I faith faithfulness. You know, it's very easy to quit. If you really think about it, when there, when there's really no, um, like, commitment or anything on the line, it's easy just to walk away from something and say, you know what, I quit. Like, if you're playing a board game or something like that, and it's not going your way. You ever play with someone that, or back in the day, we used to play video games a lot. And whenever someone's losing or they're about to lose, they'll turn the game off. I quit. Just like, why are you turning the game off? Because they get mad because they losing and they just quit. Or the kid that takes his ball home because he's losing is like, I'm taking my ball home. I'm going home. And it's just, they just quit. All of us. because quitting, it's easy. When your emotions get involved and it's not going your way, guess what? You could look at, what's the exit? I'm out of here. You're looking to quit. It happened to me one time in college. I was going through some, some things and, and my emotions got the best of me and said, You know what? I quit baseball. And I did. I literally walked off the field and said, I quit. And everybody said, like, Well, where are you going? I quit. I'm tired of this. But I was all in my emotions. It was all emotion. That's why you can't trust your emotions. You'll make terrible decisions in your emotions. And I was all in my emotions, all in my feelings, and I quit. And then three days later, I came back. All because I was in my emotions and I made an emotional decision. Don't trust your emotions because your emotions will cause you to tell you, you need to quit. When things, start, don't, go, when things don't line up or go the way that you thought they should in your relationship with God, then you'll say, you just need to quit God. Just See, you're you following the Lord, you, you've been reading your Bible, you've been praying, you've been worshiping, it's not going away, just quit and go back to do what you used to do. You had more fun that way. And then, that, boy, it's easy to feel like quitting then. You know what? I did have more fun back then. I remember that time me and Susie and Bobby, we used to hang out and go to the club, and we used to, boy, that, we used to have some good old times. And you start thinking about it. It's easy to quit. It's I feel like quitting, but I faith, faithfulness. Second Corinthians chapter 4, verse 16, it says, this is why we never give up. Though our bodies are dying, our spirits are being renewed, every day when you renew your mind and your spirit every single day guess what quitting would not you won't even think about quitting because the more your mind is being renewed and your spirit is being renewed what happens is you're becoming stronger your inner man becomes stronger and it helps you overcome the feeling that you feel like i want to quit but if you're never building up your spirit man guess what you quit everything you look behind you and it's just a trail of just quitters Uh, of of just mistakes that you just quit because I just quit this, I quit that you can never be consistent or faithful to anything because as soon as things don't go your way, you get in your motions, I quit and some people can't be consistent because their spirit man is not strong enough because they're not renewing their spirit and their their soul daily, you have to renew it daily in order to overcome the attacks of the enemy that comes that will cause you to feel like I want to quit, but you say no I feel like quitting but I'm going to be faithful When you make a commitment to be faithful, then quitting never becomes an option. It never becomes, because, no, I'm going to be faithful to this. I'm not quitting. I don't care what the enemy throws at me. I don't care what I walk through. I'm not quitting. I'm not giving up. I'm going to be faithful. I feel like quitting, but I faith faithfulness. God has called us to be faithful. He's so faithful to us. Does God ever quit us? No. But surely we'll try to quit him in a heartbeat. But he'll never leave us nor forsake us, meaning that he won't quit us. He's faithful to us. He's faithful to the end. And we need to be faithful to him to the end as well. Amen? Amen. The third thing, I feel fear, but I faith victory. I feel fear, but I faith victory. You know, fear can be a real thing. It can grip you. The other night, I think it was Friday night, you know, it rained really bad. And the thunder and the lightning, and it was real loud. And then one of a sudden, this, we heard this big loud boom, like really loud. And it knocked all the power out in the house. And I just heard Camden scream at the top of her lungs, I'm so scared. And it was like, in the moment, it startled me because I was like, because oh, that's not something you expect the whole lights go out but when it uh, thunder. But in that moment, she felt grip, fear grip her heart. And I kind of felt it too a little bit. I was like, whoa, what in the world's going on outside? And I'm looking around, and everybody else's lights on except for ours. And I'm like, now what is going on here? But in a moment, you could be doing fine, and then fear can just hit you just like that. And you're like, where did this fear come from? Why why am I why, why? I feel fear, but I faith victory. The way to overcome fear is to say, I am victorious. I am victorious. I could do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens me. And a spirit of victory could come on the inside of you that says, yeah, I'm fearful, but I know God has conquered the grave. God has overcome, Jesus has overcome the world. I know that victory is in him. So if I attach myself to him, then guess what? Fear, you have no place in me because I have a spirit of victory on the inside of me. You know, some of us, we have a a, a never-ending fear of failure, a fear of sickness, fear of death. But the word tells us that God has not given us a spirit of fear but in power, love, and a sound mind. And also, it says that perfect love casts out fear. So that tells me that when I start thinking about God's love for me and how much he loves me, that love drives out the fear inside of me because it gives me victory to know that my Father in heaven loves me so I can overcome the world. There's victory in that. There's victory when we begin to recognize and fix our thoughts on, man, if you just truly take a moment and think about how much God loves you, and how much God has brought you through the things that you've walked through, and you think about that love, the spirit of victory will come up on the inside of you. Yeah. Despite all the mishaps, despite all the disappointments and the hurts, yes, those things are real. But when you fix your eyes on the goodness of God, there is a spirit of victory that will rise up on the inside of you. And we have to train ourselves. I'm going to have a spirit of victory. I'm not going to bow down to fear. Mm-hmm. Romans chapter 8, verse 15, it says, So you need not, I'm sorry, so you have not received a spirit that makes you fearful slaves. Instead, you receive God's spirit when he adopted you as his own children. Now we call him Abba, Father. When God is our father, it drives away fear. When you really, truly understand that, a spirit of victory will rise up and fear will have to leave. Amen? That's the third thing. I feel fear, but I faith victory. The fourth thing, I feel insufficient but I faith righteousness. I feel insufficient, but I faith righteousness. One of the worst things I feel like people can do is this. When they have the mentality or the mindset that I should be further along than I am right now. You know, in my life, I feel like I should be further along than I am right now. And then they feel insignificant or insufficient. I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. I should know better. I should be, I should be further along in life at this age. I had so so many hopes and dreams when I was younger. Now that I'm older, I'm not in a position that I want to be. Or sometimes you could be young and say, Well, I thought by this point I would have graduated college and doing all this in my dream job, and you could feel insufficient, you could feel insufficient. Like I, I don't measure up. I'm not good enough. And those feelings can come and it can send you to a place of depression. And it could cause you. To to live in a place of regret, constant regret of your life, constant resentment of your life, and then you can even start to resent God because you feel like I should be farther along, and I, and and you, I don't know what's going, and you begin resentment. So anytime you hear someone advancing in life or growing, it makes you mad. It makes you jealous because you feel that should be me. I should be doing things like that. And but we can't allow the uh, the enemy to come into inside of us and and make us feel insufficient no you are more than enough you are more than enough God created you exactly the way that he wanted you to be and he's giving you every tool that you need to be successful all we have to do is just pursue him and trust him so whenever you feel insufficient you have to say no you know what God created me and I'm more than enough I am his masterpiece and I say, you know what, that's going to drive me to feel, get out of those feelings and emotions of being insufficient. The feelings of being ashamed or embarrassed or guilty or feel like an imposter. Like you put on this big charade, like you, 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 you have more than you do, but when you, you really know the truth. like, I, I, don't, I don't have uh, what, I, what I say I do. You know, on Instagram, you can, boy, you can paint a real good life on Instagram and on social media. You can make people think you're the richest person in the world just with a little Photoshop and the right angles. But the truth is, inside they're doing all that because they want people to feel like they're further along than what they really are. Truly deep down inside, they feel insufficient, so they feel like they have to put on this facade or this show of this is who I really am. And let me, show, let me make people think I have money. And usually those are the people don't have any money. Because the people that I don't know have money, they don't flaunt that they have money. You don't even know that they have money. But we have to put, there's something, there's insufficiency inside of us. Says, I have to make sure, I have to boast myself up. I have to build myself up. That's a, that, that, don't get in those emotions. I feel insufficient, but I faith righteousness. Philippians chapter 3, verse 9. And, becoming, and become one with him, I no longer count my, on my own righteousness through obeying the law. Rather, I become righteous through faith in Christ. For God's way of making us right with himself depends on faith. So I no longer count on my own righteousness. I look to Christ. And when I look to him, he makes me righteous because I trust in him. And when I depend on him, guess what? I do this by faith. Romans chapter 1, verse 17. This good news tells us how God makes us right in his sight. This is accomplished from start to finish by faith. As the scriptures say, it is through faith that a righteous person has life. I feel insufficient, but I faith righteousness. And this is the last one. I feel rejection, but I faith acceptance. I feel rejection, but I faith acceptance. Our feelings can say that we're lonely, abandoned, not wanted, rejected, but our faith tells us that we are accepted. Just like we've been talking about all morning, God has created you to to be more than enough, and he is all that you need. But the enemy will try to get you in your emotions to tell you that you have to have more than God. God is all you need. He is all you need. But the enemy will try to get you in your feelings to to make you think otherwise. You need this, 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 and that to really make you happy. And when things don't go your way and rejection sits in and you say, well, God, you abandoned me too. No, God didn't abandon you. You got inside of your emotions and your emotions failed you. That's usually what, what happens in Psalms chapter 27 verse 10. It says, even if my father and mother abandon me, the Lord will hold me close. And that's a good scripture. Even if my father and mother abandon me, the Lord will hold me close. So if there's any rejection that you felt in your life, guess what? The Lord will hold you close. Relationship issues, abandonment issues, growing up, my father was there, my my dad wasn't there, my mom wasn't there. Nobody, I felt like, nobody cared for me. The rejection that you can hold on. Guess what? Even if everyone else abandoned you, the Lord will hold you close. All you have to do is run into his arms, and he will hold you close. And all the rejection, all the abandonment issues will go away if you allow him to love on you. If you surrender it to him. Don't hold on to that stuff. Let it go. And when you let go, he will hold you close to him. And I'm telling you, there will be a love that you've never experienced before that will set you free. Psalms chapter 94, verse 14. It says, the Lord will not reject his people. He will not abandon his special possession. You are his special possession. Say, I'm his special possession. You watching online, you are his special possession. His thoughts towards you are great greater than we can ever think or comprehend. You are his special possession. Don't allow anything, don't allow any lie of the enemy to tell you otherwise. You are his special possession, and the Lord loves you. I feel rejection, but I faith acceptance. Receive his love. Accept his love. Don't run from it. Embrace it. Amen? Yeah. And I'm going to close with this. These are practical tips. For healthy emotions. Practical tips for healthy emotions. First thing is check the pace of your life. Are you moving too fast? Are you doing too much? Sometimes, when you're moving too fast and too much is going on, your emotions can get out of whack. You can get irritated real quick, frustrated, anger, all these things. But check the pace of your life. Examine your time off, your vacations. Are you overworking? Are you observing the Sabbath? Don't neglect the Sabbath. Have a Sabbath day where one day you say, you know what, this is my one day of rest. Whatever day that is, make sure you have a Sabbath day and check the pace of your life. Also, check your faith. Are you allowing your feelings to control everything in your life, or does your faith control? Some people are driven by the we talked about it, their emotions and feelings drive everything in their life. Be a person that says, I'm going to do self-evaluation. You need to have self-evaluation daily, weekly, monthly, yearly. Have a self-evaluation to say, let me examine my emotions how will, at the end of the day how were my emotions today oh they were terrible well tomorrow is going to be a different day and what am i going to do different tomorrow than i didn't do today to cause me to be all in my feelings and emotions but examine your faith am i allowing my faith to dictate my life and to make every decision am i making faith decisions or am i making feeling decisions the last thing is check your authenticity check your authenticity you can wear a mask to hide things. People wear masks to hide things all the time. But are you being authentic and true to, to, to the things that God has called you to and, to God who, and who God has created you to be? Or are you trying to be something that you're not? Check your authenticity. You know, it's impossible to be happy and guilty at the same time. It's impossible to be happy and guilty at the same time. When you're walking around trying to put on a mask of, I'm perfect, I'm, 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 doing, I'm serving the Lord, but deep down inside you're guilty, and you know that's not true, it's impossible to be happy. You can put on a good show, but deep down inside, you know you're, not, you're miserable. And you go home, I'm tired of feeling like this. I'm tired of putting on this charade, but i got to keep up the charade because I don't want people to think something's wrong with me. It's impossible to be happy and guilty at the same time. Am I being authentic? Am I being real? with my relationship with God or am I walking around with a mask feeling guilty the whole time and never experienced the joy that God has for me? I feel, but I faith. That's what you should, the, the, if one takeaway, I feel, but I faith. I feel this, but I faith this. And this, I just gave you five. There's uh, thousands of things that you feel, but you faith over. And you just make that slogan, I feel, but I faith. And I promise you, if you allow faith to dictate your decisions and not your emotions, you will be a more healthy person emotionally and you'll be in a better place in your relationship with God than you can, you can never imagine because your faith is driving you and not your feelings. Amen? Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for the word today, Lord God, that we will not be driven and we will not make emotional decisions based on our feelings. Lord, help us to overcome our emotions. Help us not to stay and stir and just simmer in our emotions and feelings, Lord God, to the place where it draws us away from you and it draws division in our relationships. Lord, I thank you right now that healing is coming to our hearts, where we could come to a place where our emotions are healthy, where our our emotions are whole, Lord God, and that we have complete control over them because we surrendered them to you. And I thank you as we surrender our emotions, Lord God, our unhealthy emotions to you, that you give us a spirit of victory, that victory arises in our heart, that helps us know that we love by you, we're your special possession, and that we can overcome anything that we walk through because we're your child. I thank you, Lord, that our emotions are coming intact, our emotions are healthy and whole. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Y'all give the Lord a hand clap of praise this morning. I feel, but I faith, I feel, but I faith. I want to give one final invitation. You can bow your heads and close your eyes one more time. This is, I want to give an invitation for those of you that don't have a relationship with the Lord. You no know, one, earlier we talked about rejection and abandonment. Maybe you felt that your whole life. You felt like there was everybody in your life abandoned you. Everybody in your life rejected you. But even though your mother and father may abandon you, the Lord will hold you close. This morning, his arms are open wide for you. His arms are open so wide for you, saying, son, daughter, come receive my love. Son, daughter, don't reject my love anymore. I know you experienced a rejection in your life. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. My arms are open wide to receive your love this morning. If you want to come into a right relationship with the Lord this morning and receive his love, maybe you followed the Lord at one point, but you backslid, but you want to come back to him. I want to pray for you as well. So if you're making the decision to follow God for the first time or you want to come back and rededicate your life to him, I want to pray for you, whether you're watching it online or in the room. And if that's you, you're in the room and you say, you know what, I want to make that decision. I want to serve the Lord or I want to come back to the Lord with no one looking around. Just lift your hands. I would like to pray for you. Amen. You online, if, if you want to, to pray this prayer with us as well, you can join in as well. I want everyone just to place their hand over their heart. And just repeat this after me. Say, Lord Jesus, thank you for forgiving me for my sin. And I pray that all the rejection, all the disappointment, all the hurt that I've experienced in my life is we're gone. I lay it down at your feet right now. I receive your love. I receive your healing. I receive your forgiveness. And I receive your joy. And I thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Come on, y'all give the Lord a hand handcap of praise this morning. And if you made that decision to follow Christ, you're in the room, in the seat back in front of you, there's a card that says, let's connect. On the back of it, it says, I made a decision. Fill that out and drop it in the offering bucket. We love to connect with you uh, during the week. And also, if you're watching online and you made a decision, let us know in the comments section that you made a decision, or you can email us at info at newlifemobile.org. Reach out to us. we love to pray with you as well. Let's give it up one more time for those that made a decision to follow Christ. And also, man, this is something I want to share as well. If you want to share a testimony, maybe it's a a breakthrough you received, a promotion, a new job, or something like that, or you had a bad report in your health, but you've been healed, any type of testimony that you would like to share with us, please let us know. Email your testimonies to info at newlifemobile.org. We love to celebrate and rejoice with you what God has done in your heart. So anybody can do it. If you're hearing this under the sound of my voice, any testimonies you have, email them at info at newlifemobile.org. We love to connect with you, love to rejoice with you in what God has done in your life. Amen. Amen. But before I let you go online, if you're prepared to give, uh, we want to pray for the offering at this time. And there's a couple ways that you could give. You can download our app. You could give on the app. You can go to our website at newlifemobile.org. You can give on our homepage. There's a tab that says give online, or you can mail in a check or money order. But let's just bless the tithe and those that are prepared to give online today. Lord, I thank you right now for the seed that's coming into the storehouse, Lord. Lord, this is not money that's just coming in help Lord God, but we give it out of obedience to you, Lord God, out of thankfulness, out of a cheerful, generous heart for all the things that you've already blessed us with, Lord God. We're just doing our part just to say, God, thank you for what you already provided for me. And I thank you, Lord God, as the tithe come in, that you would bless it, that you would stretch it and multiply it, Lord God, that we will be a blessing to the kingdom of God, to locally and globally. And I thank you for what you're doing. I speak a prayer of blessing over each and every person that's given today, Lord God. Bless them in every area of their life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, we love you guys. Thank you for tuning in with us this morning. We love to invite you this Wednesday for prayer at 630. You guys have a great rest of the day, and we'll see you Wednesday at 630. Amen.